Mini or Cadgram. Today we're joined by Craig Brathwaite. Craig, how's things going in Bangladesh where you're at the moment? Hey, um, think things going good, man. Can't really complain. Um, you know, the, the Bangladesh Cricket Board is, is doing a very good job, you know, keeping us safe and, you know, been be enjoying it. No, that's great to hear. So let's take, take it all the way back with yourself. You're born in Barbados. What are your earliest memories of the sport and your cricketing, your early cricketing heroes? Well, my, one of my first memories is obviously watching my dad, you know, play, you know, a club called Belfield, which is like five minutes walk away from my house. Um, you know, going there and seeing him play at lunchtime, probably when I was, you know, six, seven years old. Uh, that was when I, you know, really started, you know, knowing about cricket. And then... You know, obviously getting to know it as I got older, you know, one of my first heroes obviously was, you know, Brian Lara. You know, just wanted to see, you know, Lara Bat was, was something amazing. And then were you always, as a youngster, a top order opening batsman? Did you bowl a little bit or was it just something that you were just playing and just enjoying the game and just all facets of it? Well, in, in primary school, I actually used to, I used to, I opened the batting in class four, but when I was in class two, I probably started like at number four or five. And then, you know, being the best batsman in class four, I decided that well, the manager, uh, Gwen Square, she wanted me to, to open, you know, to bat the, the most overs possible. So I started opening then. And then I used, when I finished, I used a ball and then something I used to mm. keep keep as well so as a youngster because obviously i was reading about some stats like 28 centuries in local cricket before you got included in the west indies under 15 side you obviously lit it up in in youth cricket did you have a lot of specific coaching specific drilling as a youngster or was it all natural ability no what i, I to be honest i had access you know to coaches from from a young age you know even at primary school um, our coach was Mr. Milton Small. You know, he would come, you know, almost every week, you know, and, and do some work with, you know, the cricket team. And then there was a National Sports Council Barbados youth team, which, you know, a number of guys like Jason Holder, Ross and Chase, Shane Dorich, Anthony Allen, Mirrors, you know, a lot a lot of guys played and, and they had like three or four coaches. So, and then obviously going on out to secondary school, you know, Mr. Roddy Eswick, who is actually West Indies bowling coach now. He was my coach from like, you know, 12 years old straight to, you know, 17, 18. And then, I mean, my father, you know, from a young age, you know, he obviously used to play cricket as well. And he always would, you know, he, he was really my, my coach from when I started, you know, playing really wanted to, to play cricket. So I would say, you know, I had access to, you know, some, some coaches from a, a young age, to be honest. Were you big, even at a young age in terms of, like facing a lot of deliveries in the nets? Did you do a lot of technical analysis of your own game? Can you just remember like how you kind of honed your skills in the early stages of your career? Well, in primary school, to be honest, I just always used to want to bat. And I just, I just hit the ball. Um, you know, especially like when it, was, when it was my father at home, you know, every, every evening I always want to, you know, just, just bat. You know, and then, you know, I started playing cricket, like, uh, matches probably when I was, like, nine years old in class two or ten. Yeah, probably around there. And then, you know, started batting and I wanted to score runs. But I would say, in terms of, 
in the next that I already started from when I went to secondary school, which was with Mr. Eswit. Then it's from there I started like learning different drills, you know, in terms of botting drills. And, you know, it's, it's really from, from there that I started really knocking away at the nets. But primary school, you know, was just about, you know, just wanting to play cricket, just wanting to bat, you know, go across the partial Belfield. I just bought, I just bought. Um, but then, as, as I said, as I went into secondary school, then we missed Eswick, you know, got a lot a lot more batting drills, you know, being done. You made your first fast debut um, for Barbados against the combined campuses. How was yeah. that as a moment in your in your career representing Barbados? Well, for me, it was truly, uh, truly amazing. Um, I remember because Corey Colmo was actually captain and Ryan Hines was in the team. Um, Tino Best was in the team, Dwayne Smith was in the team, because um, he's who actually got my first gear contract for me. Dwayne Smith got, you know, Grenicles contract for me. And, you know, just being there was amazing. And then, because I was able to play at, the first game was at, at UE, at the university ground, which was their home ground. And, you know, obviously being there in Barbara's, it was, it was nice that my father could have seen my first, my first game. And I remember we made a seventy odd and stuff, and it was it was it was nice to be honest. It was at seventy three on on debut. What are the yeah. greatest challenges you face as an opening batsman? Well, obviously, with the new ball, is is you know, especially the first day, you know, the pitch is, is fresh, you know, the guy's fresh, and it's a, it's a new ball. So obviously there's always a challenge, you know, because the ball is probably going to swing more or come through a little faster at times. So obviously that's always a challenge, but obviously you grow accustomed to that as an opener. Um, you know, the difficult times, you know, will come, you know, sometimes when it's just, you know, you're feeling, then the team gets bowled and you have to, you know, got 10 minutes quickly to go and, you know, put on your gear and come back out and probably face four or five overs. You know, those are the periods where, you know, could be really tough, you know, as an opener. But, you know, you get experience and you learn how, how you get through, you know, those periods. And to be honest, there's, I, I, I enjoy opening. You know, there's a few times when I, I bat it on the yard and it's just strange, you know. So opening for me, I, I, I truly enjoyed it. Is there something in terms of your mindset? It kind of differs from those down the order. You're going out there with a partner, facing the fresh, uh, the, the new ball, fresh bowlers. Your mindset's got to be slightly different. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. Because obviously it's about, you know, you, you got to start the innings. You got to get the first runs. You know, you got to try to build a foundation for the team. Well, a guy coming in later, obviously, in a, in a, in a, in a perfect, you know, a perfect world, team doing well. You know, you're coming already with runs on the board, you know, hopefully, and, and the team is not in trouble. So it's obviously different, but, I mean, all, obviously, every every number still has their challenges, but as I said, you know, I I personally, you know, in, enjoy. I guess I just grew accustomed to opening, so anything else just feels kind of strange. And then what was it in in two thousand and nine? You were also called into the West Indies squad against Bangladesh. You didn't make your debut then, um, but you made the Test debut in twenty eleven against Pakistan. Getting the cap, how was that as a moment in your career? Do you remember who gave you the call initially and who presented you with your cap on the day? 
Well, I think the chairman at that time was Mr. Clay Butts, I think. Um, but I remember, you know, Sir Richie Richardson, you know, he was our team manager. And he, he gave me my hat. And, you know, that was a special, a special moment. Obviously, my father, because I was in the squad, because the first test I didn't play, I was in the squad. And the second test, you know, I wasn't too sure if I would have played. But then we had a meeting. And, you know, I, 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 I was told I, I'm going to play. So then obviously my father, you know, made some quick plans to, to come down for the next day. So, you know, him, and then he actually made it. So him being there, you know, it was a, his, his son is special. Uh, I mean, it was nervous, to be honest, very nervous in the first innings batting. But, you know, it was, it was a moment, you know, it feels like yesterday, but it, it, was, a, it was a great, it was a special moment for me because I always, you know, dreamed about playing for West Indies. And, you know, I always used to love to, to see West Indies play. When you go out and open the batting, is your mindset to be aggressive in terms of your intent? So in terms of calling, in terms of even when you leave the ball, can you just give us a little insight in terms of your mindset when you actually go out to the crease and how you kind of try and impart pressure back onto the bowlers? I think what what worked for, for me well, and, you know, I learned this. I, did, I know I didn't learn it right away, you know, and I'm still learning now. But to be honest, in terms of thinking about playing the each ball late, as, as straight as possible. And I, I'm not saying that if you get a ball to cut or to pull, you wouldn't. But I, I found that when, I, when I'm thinking about playing as late as possible and as straight, that, that helped me to live better, you know, because sometimes if you premeditate, you know, a little push through the covers or just in front point, you sometimes will play at a whitish ball. Um, so I think that mindset of thinking as straight and late as possible in the V, you know, that helped me you know, in my, in my whole setup. Uh, but, you know, as I said, you know, still still learning, you know, stuff, different conditions. Sometimes, you know, you you got to change your, you got to change your stance for a certain bowler. Uh, obviously, a left-hand bowler, you may open up. So, there's a, a lot of things you, you could think about. But for me, generally, it's, you know, playing as late as possible and as straight, you know, especially early on with Andrew Bob. Are you want for, like, when you actually go out into the middle, would you look to adapt in terms of changing your guard or do you kind of have a set routine that you really kind of want to stick to when you you trust your own game or do you adapt in terms of what's coming down at you so say for example if you're on middle would you look to open up a bit more and go on two or back on off how, how do you do things well for a left hand bowler my guard would be different to a right um sometimes if if you know there's a plan to like ball straight you know, obviously, pitch may not have any bounce and stuff. That's when sometimes, you know, my, my, my guard may change to the right-hand bowler. Um, but other than, than that, in terms of the lowness of the pitch, you know, on a, on a, you know, different bowlers, to be honest, different different bowlers sometimes could get a different guard. So, you know, obviously, that's a lot to do with just assessing the opposition. And so, so it's always, it's always good that you could, you, you could change different different stuff in between. And I have done it, you know, before where in the same game, have different, you know, gear for, for a different bowler. And then your ODI debut came in 2016. 
You've played 10 in total, last one being in 2017. First, is it something that you actually still have aspirations in terms of playing more uh, 50 over cricket? And do you think that yeah. that's something that you kind of want to explore further in, when it, even if it's not West Indies cricket, but franchise around the world? Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. It's, it's, it's one of my goals, you know, to, to obviously, because I want to play one career for West Indies. Um, obviously, wasn't able to play the last, I think, about, and, and actually, we have the tournament's going to start soon. I missed the last three Super 50 tournaments we had. Um, so, obviously, that was, was quite tough for me. Uh, but, you know, I still I still have plans, you know, to 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 want to play white ball cricket, you know. So whenever I get opportunity to play whichever you know tournament, you know, I, I'm looking to to grab the opportunity. How does your training adapt when it comes to uh, short form cricket? Do you look to do like range hitting or any any other specific drills, or again, is it just one that you have a core principle of skills and you try and bat that in all formats? Yeah, I think the core will, will generally be the same. Um, there, there's some stuff, you know, even, even though that I can still improve on in terms of the more aggressive side, you know, in, in one-day cricket. Uh, but the general core will remain the same. Uh, you know, rotation and strike is always is always a big thing. And I, I've gotten better at that within the last, you know, couple of years, three years for sure. Um, but to be honest, the core will remain. But it just the little, the little stuff, no rotation, you know, for spin, you know, it could be a sweep shot a little, a little more often, you know, in a white ball game. And, you know, going over the top, keeping your shape even better, no, you know, in the, in the white ball cricket, whereas for the Pacers in the test game, you know, you may not want to go over the top for the Pacer, but, you know, so that's those little things, you know, and I have improved on it in the last couple of years. So, uh, but the core was generally mainly the same, to be honest. And then talk us through Pakistan 2016. Century in the first innings, unbeaten, 60-odd in the second, carrying your bat. How was that as a match-winning test for yourself as well? Well, to, to, to be honest, that was one of my goals. You know, from since I started playing first, last cricket, you know, that I wanted to be on the, on, not out both innings. And like that's the only time I ever ever did it. Really that I'm thinking back, you know, in terms of in terms of first class and test cricket, um, you know, to be not out in both and it was, it's always a goal, you know. And I would love to, you know, to do it sometime again, you know, if if not more than once, you know, because that is obviously something great, you know, for an opener, you know, to, to do. Um, but I mean that that innings, those two innings in Sharjah, I will never forget. Uh, it was a good pitch, you know, it was a very good pitch. And we won again, which was which I was very happy about, you know, doing something uh, spectacular like that, and then the team winning, you know, it was uh, that was one of my one of my best, you know, tests. Well, as an opener, you can't ask for any better, to be honest. So I was really pleased by that performance. Yeah, you were the was the first opening test history to carry his bat in both innings yeah. like that. And then I've got to talk about about Headingley twenty seventeen. So no, Shea Hope gets a lot of talk because he got a double, like a hundred in both innings. But you got a hundred and a and a ninety-five as well. Just, just missed out in the second, but again, what a test victory and what a performance from yourself. Yeah, yeah, that that one was another amazing, you know, because the first test obviously we lost quite badly, 
and you know to come back and, and rebound at Headingley as well, where England obviously you know do do extremely well. You know at that at that venue, you know it was amazing, and you know I, I was quite happy. You know I was very happy actually. You know to have to have done well, and then I hear again we 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 won the game. So that was the most pleasing part because really and truly my role, I always see my role as the opener is to build a foundation, you know, for the other batters to come, you know, seeing off that new ball, you know, putting, you know, good runs on the board for the batters. So it's easier for them, you know, when they come. So, you know, two of those games were, were quite amazing. We had we had many more amazing games, but those two, those two were very, very, very special. How do you cope in English conditions? playing swing and seam bowling obviously you've also come over to 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 the uk and played county cricket as well for yorkshire knots and glamorgan how do you adapt your game to the seam swing duke ball in, well, in england but as as an opener I, as I said with a new ball i mean sometimes in any condition sometimes new ball was still even if it's for one over it was still probably seem a bit or, or at least swing. So, you know, I think playing in England is, is great for any batsman. But as an opener, especially, I, I think it's, it's superb because the ball tends to seem all day. You know, I mean, not, not much. Sometimes it may not be much pace, you know, in the pitch and stuff in terms of bounce. But, you know, the, the ball always get a little, you know, a little nibble and stuff. So it always got to be tight throughout the day. Uh, one great thing about it is that the you know you get value for your, your shots in England. The outfields are always fast, but I, I truly you know it's always a goal for me to play county cricket. I was thankful to, to have played, and uh, you know if we're obviously going forward, I will get to play some more. Uh, but it's it's great for any batsman, you know any batsman because then you're playing a lot of you know a lot of cricket you know, every week. Uh, you're playing against good even if it's not international players on the team. You got local guys that still, you know, still bowl well. So it's it's a fantastic experience, and you know, we, I, I truly enjoyed it. I truly enjoyed it. How does your fitness regime go about? Uh, how do you go about things in terms of the fitness side of things? Because obviously, you're you've got the potential, as you've done in the past, to bat through the innings, bat all day. You can be abroad, like you know, in Bangladesh, bat in humid, warm conditions. Is it a lot of yeah. endurance training that you do away from the field? What kind of stuff do you, are you doing in the gym to get yourself accustomed to things? Because it must be different to yeah. what kind of the fast bowlers are doing as well. Would that be fantastic? Yeah, um, in endurance, I think it's a mixture. Because I mean, from a, I mean, I was an athlete, you know, at school. So you know, as I started playing for class and stuff, you know, that stick, that that running ability, obviously stuck, always stuck with me. So you know, running long is always good. Like. One thing that helps me a lot is like running on the beach, you know. Um, obviously, Brandon's beach which is like closest to my house. Um, you know, sometimes like I run on that for like ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and in the sand sometimes it's it's quite it's quite dead, like you know it's quite deepish. So like sometimes when you do that, you know, along with you know doing a lot of shuttles, and then you make sure with the gym. Obviously, you know you're doing strength work, you're working on your core, you're working on your legs, you're working on your shoulders. Um, you know, especially at downtime, you know, because sometimes we, we have a lot of cricket. But I think what helps during the cricket, because out, out of season, you could put in your work, you know, because you're home, you put in your work, however you plan it per week. 
But on cricket, how you find is that once you like you keep topping up, you know, in between games and in, in the gym. You know, if you're not you don't have the hundred percent same gym program, I think once you keep topping up, that 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 obviously helps. But in these humid conditions, um, I think once you hydrate well, um, because fitness is key. To be honest, it comes obviously you gotta be fit to concentrate, you know, to feel long and then going back. But then once you come to these places and you have that work in, once you hydrate well, then, you know, that hydration will, will always make it easier. And in 2019, how does the home series victory against England rank in amongst the achievements in your career today as well? Um, well, you see, the... the the Sharjah match and the Headley match, the match itself was amazing. But obviously nowadays where we won the series. And we, I haven't played, well, I drew, we, we drew the series with England. The first one series to play against England, we drew. And then we went to, when we went to England, after that, we won the Headley game, but we still were beaten in the series. So then you know, to win and actually beat England, you know, was, that that's probably been, Series, um, you know, in terms of of a, of a victory, because it, we we never beat England before in a series, and then you know we obviously watching the guys, especially you know Jason and Darish back in the first test, you know was amazing. Then we obviously bowled well, and then the second test, what was good is that a lot of guys chipped in. You know, we didn't get big hundreds, but I remember Bravo made fifty from you know a lot of balls, got some blows, you know. Pitch was boxing. That was a real team performance, you know, that second test to, to win the series. So, I mean, that was very satisfying. And yeah, that, that series victory was was something I would never, I would never forget. Because then we were home, you know, so it was it was nice for the fans, you know, to really get that, that victory, to be honest. Then what are the short term and long long term goals for the year, for the months and years ahead for, for Craig Brathwaite? Well, um, to be honest, I, I like to, you know, keep it simple, um, you know, but I always see my role as, you know, the opener for West Indies is, is setting that, that, that foundation, you know, for, for, for guys to come. And, you know, for me, once I could continue doing that and putting, you know, our, our batting unit in a good position to make, you know, 300 plus, you know, in, in more test matches, you know, going forward. I think that will help us, obviously, to go on to possibly win, win you know, win more games. So, you know, f for me, you know, I just want to, you know, get those, you know, obviously want to get want to get hundreds. And as I said, you know, put put the runs on the board for, for West Indies, you know, to, to win games. So, for, you know, for me, that will, it's always been my goal, you know. Uh, you know, obviously, sometimes you, you don't do as good as you like, you know, um, but, you know, I really fixing myself on helping the, the team to score big runs so that, you know, we could win some games and, you know, make West Indies fans proud. And then just to end on, in terms of going away from the field and switching off away from the field, I know you're into your horses as well. Talk us through it back home. Do you own a horse or are you, are you breeding? Just talk, talk us through it. Yeah, yeah, I own, I own a horse. But I, I have a... But I'm actually into breeding, but I have a horse, you know, and right now that is on the track because it has some before, but they're not racing anymore. 
But War Eagle, he actually won the, the Barbados Derby, which was held Boxing Day, which is, um, you know, December 26th last year, 2020. And he won the Midsummer Classic as well and in November 2020. And, you know, he, he's been doing good. He only ran four times. And he's, you know, hit the board all four and he won three, three races and came second in one. So, you know, I, I, I love horses. Uh, from a young age, I used to go with my father. I watched horse racing every Saturday. But then, as I said, as I went into secondary school, cricket came in. But we actually wanted to be a jockey. But, you know, I obviously cricket came in. And when I went to secondary school, I started to like, miss it. We had cricket on Saturdays, so... You know, you know, gradually just kept working hard, obviously got taller, so it could have never been a jockey. And, you know, from there, you know, in 20, I think it was 2015, is when I was approached, you know, if I would be interested in getting a horse. And, you know, I from there, I never turned back. You know, right now, you know, I, I, I have a few mirrors that I, I breed, you know, and, you know, just hoping to have a, successful career as a breeder as well as a as an owner so craig perfect thank you very much for your time today really appreciate it and all the best no for the for the months and, and years ahead so thank you yeah thanks man no problem neil kagram cricket last stories craig brathwaite thank you <laughs>